0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are well. And today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Sarah Estelle Turner. Sarah is a leading expert in the world of flower and vibrational essences and supports spiritual entrepreneurs to grow aligned and nourishing businesses. Sarah turned to flower and vibrational essences and nature-based healing in her early 40s, following debilitating anxiety and sadness in her life. She experienced such deep transformations that she has now dedicated her life to supporting others to move past trauma, shift limiting beliefs, and deeply embed emotional responses so they can embrace their unique magical selves and become empowered change makers in the world. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Mm, You're very welcome. I'm excited to be here with you and it's always good to hear what you do when somebody else reads it for you.
0: (laughs) You It really is.
1: Yeah, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Sarah,
0: what is an aligned and nourishing business?
1: Okay, so to me, I think we can only ever speak for personal Mm -hmm. experience. You kind of alluded to much of what it was for me before so what I have found by learning, and I think that is the right word, maybe remembering would be a better mm. word, actually, for the kinds of people I work with, but remembering or learning to truly have the confidence to do what we are here to do in the world. Because I don't know about you, I suspect it might be similar. I don't know. But or for people listening, we, we grow up kind of looking outside of ourselves for what we need to do. I remember going uh, at school, going to the careers advisory service and all those kinds of things. And actually it guided me pretty well. I did a degree in marketing, which I always think is quite funny. And then I went to live in France for quite a few years and then ended up doing kind of weird and wonderful things like teaching English as a foreign language. And all those things took me on my path But it was only when I actually hit rock bottom in my late 30s and early 40s due to life kind of just not working out how I thought it was going to on a personal level. Mm. I started to kind of, that's when I turned to nature to Mm. heal some of the kind of emotional wounds. It's probably a good word for it that I had that were really stopping me moving forward. And once I found a level of calmness in my life again, which obviously brought the confidence back, and I started to feel better and find my voice again, which I'd kind of lost for many, many Mm. reasons. I realized that one of the things I promised myself when I was unwell with all the deep anxiety was that I would never just work for the money again. Mm. Nice. Because I had gone into a pattern of overworking and just doing things literally, because they could bring me money. I think maybe we've all got you know, memories of that in ourselves. So I Without, thought, doubt. without that, a doubt, without a doubt. But a deep place in myself, it was just like I had to promise myself that I would not do that again. And mm. to be honest, all these years later, I haven't. Mm-hmm. There have been a few times when I've said yes to things because it was good money, but there's mm-hmm. only been very short periods of time. And so that was the kind of beginning promise to myself that I would only do things that first and foremost brought me joy and raised Mm. my energy. And then I kind of launched myself off into this giving myself away merrily because I was like, oh, right, I'm going to do the things that bring me joy. Mm. And then I found myself, well, okay, now I have the joy back, but now I don't have any money. Yes. Because I had stopped being paid by an outside body if you like mm-hmm. and it was up to me to do it so that's actually when I started doing different trainings and enrolling in business mentoring which I couldn't afford at all at the time mm-hmm. but it, I was just guided to do it and I just I, I learned and this maybe was a learning because it wasn't something I was naturally good at mm-hmm. to actually and this is obviously where you and I met as well mm-hmm. is like let's learn how to you know the business mentoring helped me to bring the money through and to set the boundaries in place. And then I have worked with you for several years now to actually yeah. help hold on to it and keep it in places. And, and so to come back to your question, what is a mm-hmm. nourishing online business for me? It's one where we do what we are here to do. And I know that's a bit of a cliche, but mm. I think it's one that lots of us and I'm still a work in progress are still learning to do. So, what is it that I am here to do, and which parts of my business am I actually not so good at? So, I'm pretty rubbish at all things money, and I know that's a sort of negative affirmation, which I'm not really into. But it's actually true. I can't can't add up to save myself. It's just not where my natural strengths lie. And so, it, to feel nourished and feel aligned, we have to really be earning enough money in order to be able to pay other people to do the things, like, for example, you. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm sure it is you personally, but your team, you know, completely lit up by numbers, whereas, you know, people like me probably don't get lit up at all by it. So (laughs) so for me, nourishing nourishing alignment is doing what we're here to do, Mm. ultimately to be able to streamline our businesses in such a way that, we can bring in other people into our team and so that they can do those things for us that so we don't need to do it anymore yeah so we don't need to do it anymore basically that's it amazing so how do we know what we're here to do how do we figure that out yeah well that's a good question (laughs) well that's where nature helped me Mm. and just looking back at the stream of my life really because I think even when we seem to have done things that were kind of way off track they're usually not way off track at all mm. so for example I ended up going into marketing now although I'm not a kind of traditional marketer far from it mm. it is something that I'm quite good at I yeah. enjoy sharing what I do I like being visible it's actually kind of where I come alive when mm. people when I get to share what I love so that yeah. is part of marketing. So. I had a lot of sadness in my life about it was due to infertility and miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I find now that it's really important for me to focus on creating in different ways. I had to leave Mm -hmm. that part of me behind. But kind of okay. So if I'm not here to do that this time, Mm because I come from a spiritual perspective, how can I create in new ways? How can I create in ways that nourish and align for me? So I I learned that I was also had trained as a teacher Mm -hmm. and I knew that I was good at teaching. So for anybody who's looking for that stream, I would strongly suggest just going back into your life and looking at the places, the, the things that you have done, and you may not have been doing them like I was to the right kind of audiences. You know, my teaching self, my marketing self, all of those things, have led me to really understanding that I'm I'm actually I'm really, really good at holding space for people. So looking yeah. to take care of people and holding what I mostly do now is I run courses where I provide the materials and the spaces and the connections for people to actually look inside themselves and find out what it is they're here to do. And when we really look inside and, and look at what brings us joy. And also what we can monetize, because I think that is often the missing piece, especially for healers, spiritual people, or creative people in general. We've got lots of ideas coming in, but we're not quite so good at bringing them through into the physical.
0: Yeah, it very much does. It very much does. So if we're wanting to do all things that bring us joy and that we can monetize, I guess to a lot of people that might sound too good to be true particularly people who at the moment feel like they're in their business and they're having to kind of push and hustle and you know all those kinds of words is there a way that people that are in that situation can move into that level of doing the things that bring them joy. Because I I would think that people that are in that position are feeling kind of stuck and probably slightly overwhelmed with where they are. What do we need to do to actually layer in that joy plus monetization aspect?
1: Yeah. So what comes to me as I hear you ask that and that is that I think most of us know that run our own businesses, that it's always an inside job. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is shifting the beliefs, particularly yeah. for women. So if there's some guys listening, this I'm sure applies to you as well. Mm-hmm. But my, I think for women especially, it's about shifting the beliefs that we, you know, going back to that cliche that we can have it all. But I believe that we all have come onto this earth and i'm going to kind of go in a bit spiritual here i can't help it to share what we're here to do Mm -hmm. so we've all got something that we have to do and for some people it really resonates that they are called to do it so but when we actually find ourselves kind of putting our hands up energetically Mm -hmm. going yeah yeah i'll do that we then what rises to the surface are all the beliefs, and I will quote the ones that women often come up with, because we have, you know, I had a mother, my my mom was not allowed to work. My dad mm. did not allow her to work. So I grew right. up watching a very, very unhappy woman who, even when my younger sister was older, my dad would not let her work. Mm. Yeah. So we often, women of our age come from generations where we have watched mothers or women around us doing, you know, and of course, some women are here to look, take care of their families and to take of care course. of their children. That's not knocking that in any way. But I also believe that women deserve to have their own income stream. And this is not about cutting off income streams from husbands, partners. Mm etc etc it's about honoring that but also being able to stand on our own two feet as a woman mm. have an income source that comes through us that empowers us so that we don't have to ask for permission to do something yeah so for anybody that's listening who is kind of like feeling stark and well isn't that too good to be true that's and I completely get that because mm. I'm still a work in progress in this but as we all are Yeah, it's a belief system that we have Mm -hmm. grown up, in my opinion, in my experience, where women particularly can't have everything. You know, Mm -hmm. it's egotistical to earn money, particularly if you're a spiritual person. You know, I Mm -hmm. think it's starting to kind of dissolve away a bit now. But, you know, if we've been given gifts from God, from the goddess, from the sacred, whatever you want to call it, then surely we should be giving it away. So I stand very much for the, I call myself a modern day priestess. Mm -hmm. I'm a priestess and I run priestess trainings, but modern day priestesses have money. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with having money because money can be a force for good. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I was, when I didn't have money, energetically, I was shrunken. I had no confidence. I lost my voice. Yeah. And I had no, in inverted commas, power or empowerment in the world. I just didn't have it. Learning to say yes to money, to say no to doing things for free, literally changed everything. And my family and I, in 2015, moved to France, where I am Mm -hmm. now. And my business has sustained us here since, and Mm -hmm. it's growing. So it, it is all about changing, really going inside and looking at those belief systems that might be saying to you, well, I can't do this because, because, Mm -hmm. because. And usually what we'll find inside is a lack of deserving or a voice that's told us you can't do that because you're a, mm." Or if you have too much money, I think for many women nowadays, there's a kind of buried fear of something bad will happen to me if I get too visible, something Mm -hmm. bad will happen to my family or my children. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I ultimately think that money is an amplifier so if you're a horrible person and you get more money yeah you'll be more of a horrible person but if you're an amazing person and you have more money that enables you and amplifies you to do more amazing things it's not going to switch you from one to the other
1: no absolutely not and i think it is it's it's belief systems always 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 and i think particularly I can't speak for other industries I can speak for my own mm. and for myself in the world of spiritual entrepreneurs uh healers is often a word that my market identify with we know that the demand for for mental for people who support emotional well-being mm. mental well-being it's going it's like it's not going to go away in our lifetime yeah. in the next 10 15 years or so yeah there is no way that we cannot have nourish and aligned businesses and so the only thing that stops us its not the demand oh you know nobody wants flower essences you know I could play that one and I know some of my clients have maybe they don't want flower essences but they want the transformation that flower essences yeah. bring
0: yeah so
1: it's about finding yeah it's if you're working in the field of transformation which I think many people do and I'm sure mm. lots of your clients do yeah all different ways we are only ever going to, have, the demand is there and mm. it's up to us to go inside and do whatever is needed in order to to really get clear with those beliefs and just like go, no, no. Absolutely. I,
0: and I think particularly with healers, healers, spiritual entrepreneurs, often people forget that actually if they're not monetizing their business to a good degree in reality, actually, long-term they end up being unable to help anyone because if they're not profitable and if they're not able to take home the money they need from their business, then ultimately over time that business will have to close because they won't be able to sustain it financially and therefore they end up helping no one. So in monetizing, it actually enables you to serve more people and serve them at the best possible level for that person so that you can ensure that you can continue to do that for however long you're called to continue to do that for.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah thank you for voicing that so clearly it's it's a big passion of mine and I often say to myself am I really here to do business mentoring you know you work with nature and trees and the elementals and you're a priestess you know (laughs) all of these kinds of things but you know and sometimes I kind of back off a bit and then and then there's just a voice comes up inside to me it's like it's, it's not that there's no point in doing all these amazing mm-hmm. therapies and healing ourselves. There's every point. And that is often the starting point, to feel better. Yes. But then I see so many people like myself, they hold on to what they've got for fear yeah. of, I don't know enough, I don't know how to do it, blah, blah, blah what happens if it doesn't work, what happens if I get a red face, you know. I'll look
0: silly, I'll look foolish, I'll embarrass myself, I'll embarrass my family, all these things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there there is a great need right now to kind of let go of all that stuff and just Mm -hmm. dive in and uh, not hold on to it anymore. Because Mm -hmm. it's that, as you were saying, when when we hold on tight to something, Nobody gets to receive it, yeah. including ourselves and and then a failure in a business sense or it doesn't work and all those kinds of things just goes on to exacerbate the well,, yeah. I'm no good, am I, and I don't mm-hmm. deserve it and if it hasn't happened yet, it must mean that the universe doesn't want it for me and all of those yeah. kinds of things, so sometimes we just have to kind of get a bit brave. Mm.
0: And is that is that the answer with people who are struggling with these types of limiting beliefs? Let's call them kind of what they are. Is it putting your big girl pants on a little bit? Is there is there an element of that to it?
1: I think there is. I mean, I think a lot of women that I meet in my industry, including myself, we've got this kind of program running that says that doing We have to stop doing because all the doing has burned us out and got us tired. Yeah. Now, that's true, but it also doesn't mean that we retreat back into lotus position Mm. and meditate all day and then go, how come the universe hasn't brought me the whatever it is I'm looking for? Yes. Because they haven't actually done anything.
0: Because the action
1: part is missing. So in our world today, the guys the masculine energies the doing the yang, you know, whatever yeah. thing you want to put on it, you're getting a bit of a bad rap. And, you know, some of the guys out there, some of the women too, you know, we can kind of get into that. But mm. I actually have a lot of compassion for the masculine energies. Um, We don't want to throw the doing part out. And a lot of my work involves around working with the lunar cycle because Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful teacher. At New Moon, we go inside and set our intention. It's a big Mm -hmm. business. We have to set an intention. And then the moon rises in the sky and everything comes to light. Literally, it's a law of nature. It's not a woo-woo thing. Herbalists harvest plants at full moon because there's more of the constituents in the plants and that is when everything's down in the earth and so that's the time when we can do that's the time when we can allow nature to just kind of take us forward and then the moon reduces in size again and we go back to rest so i think nature for me has been a wonderful teacher of this is the time for being yeah this is time for doing and when we follow those kinds of cycles this is my experience and this is what i help women with particularly some guys too
0: mm-hmm. is that
1: when we follow that we find our own rhythm because we'll all have mm-hmm. a slightly different rhythm of how we create yes we, we follow the internal rhythm rather than oh my goodness there's that person doing that thing out there again I can never do it as well mm-hmm. therefore I'll stop
0: yes and and when we don't follow our internal rhythm then is that more likely is basically is burnout more likely when we're not following that rhythm and we're not following that cycle it feels like it would be
1: yeah I mean certainly my experience because my Mm. experience was that I was in the yang I was in Mm -hmm. the doing I was doing all these jobs Mm. literally lots of different jobs all the time I didn't you know weekends evenings you know my family are like going who is this woman (laughs) and it took me into it took me into a burnout which for me it wasn't so much a physical thing it was a mm-hmm. deep anxiety which often I can become very physical as well
0: yes. but all those
1: anxiety depression things they can often they're often they yes. are sometimes burnout so yeah following more natural rhythms to ourselves and we don't have to kind of become priestesses or fluorescence practitioners or particularly woo-woo to do any of this Mm -hmm. stuff we just have to look outside and go oh it's winter oh it's Mm -hmm. spring you know look at how the world that we live in that sustains us the air that we breathe the sun that shines or doesn't Mm -hmm. the water that falls it's what keeps us alive and so nature is is a very wise and resilient teacher. We all know whether we're connected hugely to nature or not, that this earth is going to last an awful lot longer than we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that when I do feel overwhelmed and things, I know for me, One of the big things that helps me with that, I actually do two things. One is probably significantly more on the masculine side, but one is significantly on the nature side. So I will, first of all, I'll get everything out my head and write down all my to do's on a piece of paper. But then crucially, the second step is I'll go out for a walk. I'll go out for a walk in the forest and I will just walk. And there's no agenda around it. I will just go out and walk and breathe in the fresh air even if it's raining, I'll breathe in the fresh air. And that helps me hugely in terms of just resetting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that many of us do that without really knowing mm-hmm. that we do it. And the more conscious that we can make it, the more we allow in the kind of unseen world, if you like, like that just being out in nature, that's a world that coexists around us that can yeah, nourish yeah. us brings back into center so align this again the more more we make that conscious and if it becomes a ritual Mm. or a strategy whatever word we want to use then let's use it Um, yeah let's use it and let's be grateful and I think a lot of the burnout comes from doing things all on our own which kind of brings me back to the beginning again you know like doing Mm. stuff that we don't want to do but also thinking that and I know this is a programme that I used to run and I can still run, but it's all down to me. If I don't do the do's, then nobody else is going to do them. And if it's yes. not working, then I need to try harder rather than, as you beautifully said, okay, so this is what is mine to do. Now let me go out yeah. and access some of this different energy that when, when mm. I return to my desk, I'm going to be more able to actually do this in a nourished and aligned way
0: yeah absolutely and I think in those moments it's really hard to justify to yourself the taking that time to nourish yourself and to go outside and all those things but actually for me like you said wonderfully I come back feeling like okay I'm good now I'm ready to go. I feel like I've kind of reset myself and I'm kind of on another, on a better path, on a higher path to achieving what I want to achieve as well. And I think this pulls us back around as well to the idea that only doing things that bring us joy and what we can monetize because on my list, I will have lots of things that probably don't bring me joy. But if I'm not optimally monetizing my business I can't hire people to do those things that need to be done by someone because I'm running a business someone needs to do them yet someone else can only be the one to do them if I'm monetizing properly in my business so that I can afford someone else to do them so that I can do the things that bring joy
1: yeah it's that beautiful circle isn't it which again brings us back to nature I think it's about Mm. the, the cyclical nature of the seasons of the moon, yeah, of the female cycle. And yes. I think this is why it's so pertinent for women mm. um, because a woman, even if she's not um, menstruating anymore, yeah. her body still responds to the signals of nature is how we're wired as women. So the mm. more as a woman that we can get connected, I actually think that by becoming part of nature in whatever that means to us, It can be just going out for a walk. It doesn't have to be anything terribly, wildly exciting. It's probably (laughs) the best way. I have a phrase that I use. I I think it turns our magic on because Mm. as a woman, we are intricately connected to the cycles of nature. Yeah, It's how women birth babies. It's Mm. also how women birth businesses. Yes. And so in order to ground that part of ourselves, so again, that question, what am I here to do? Well. The only person that can ever answer that is ourselves. Mm. The more we ground ourselves in these natural cycles, the more the more we plant ourselves on this earth and the more we're able to bring through into the physical what it is we need to do, including money. And therefore, and these are the words that I use, the more magical we become. And magic to me is not a Harry Potter kind of thing. <laughs> Don't tell
0: my seven-year-old that he firmly believes that magic a well, is a Harry Potter. Thing. I like
1: to going to Hogwarts. Actually, I mean, I actually really enjoy all of that kind of thing. I believe in Hogwarts completely, <laughs> yeah. but it's not really what I mean. <laughs> it's not like do this, and all of a sudden the money will come pouring out the heavens, and you can just yeah. come and sit and lie in your hammock. No. We've got to roll our sleeves up to and do some work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Sarah, I think that's an incredible note to end on for everyone on the podcast today as well, because... We've come, as you say, in a beautiful cycle, just like uh, the cycles we experience in nature. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this chat and this conversation, and I'm sure our watchers and listeners will have done as well. Where can people connect with you if they wish to uh, learn more about what you do? Where do you hang out online?
1: Okay, so the best place to go really is to my website, which is Sarah Estelle. The same spelling as my name, it doesn't have an an H on it, SarahEstelle.com. There are three, if you like, doorways on the site. One is through to the flower essence work that I do. One is through to the business mentoring. I also sell essences. Yeah, that's probably the best place. I also, yeah, you can find me on Facebook and all of those places. Just type in my name and the places that I hang out will come up
0: amazing and we'll also put the links in the show notes for anyone who's listening on the podcast so you'll be able to click through from there as well once again thank you so much for joining me today thank you. thank you everyone who has tuned in I appreciate your time I know it's precious so thank you for spending some of it with us today and I will see you again soon take care everyone
1: bye